Assalamu alaikum. I'm Riyan Sabdan Muhammad. Hello. My name is Sami Khalil. My name is Muhammad Jamal. And my name is Amar Mansour. Let's get deeper into the volcanoes. Come with me to the locust site. Let's dive into the depths of the ocean and learn about some pollution. Let's take a look how bushfire can bring fast environmental changes. Bushfire or the forest fire is one of the recent natural disasters that occurred in Australia from June 2019 to March 2020. Devastated the whole country and ravaged 46 million acres of land. Destroyed more than 5,900 buildings and killed at least 34 people. The worst effects were on environmental and ecological conditions. Do you know what environmental effect it brought? There were more than 60 large uncontrolled blazes that continued to burn for months together. As per NASA, till December 2019, to 80 million tons of carbon dioxide was released from the bushfire. Till January 2020, the carbon dioxide level reached up to 306 million tons. How it affected ecological condition? All types of animals were perished in the stampede of bushfire. It led endangered species to extinction. Many killed by the direct fire and others died by starvation, lack of shelter and attack of other predators that were attracted to fire affected area. Number of dead koalas could be 25,000 or one can say half of the koala species died. Quarter of bee has raised these both environmental and ecological destruction seem irreparable, but it can be recovered by nature and human influence. Intense animal rescue operation and animal rehabilitation may bring back Australian coastal areas to life. I'll be informing you about volcanic eruptions. A volcano is made of molten rocks and ash combined together. Volcanic eruptions happen when a rock, called magma, makes it to the surface. Magma is made when the Earth's mantle melts. So I might be asking, what is an Earth's mantle? An Earth's mantle is a layer in the Earth. So the magma is thick. Bubbles that are made cannot escape. So then the pressure builds up inside of the volcano and causes eruption. Volcanic eruptions can also cause new islands to form, so we will be discussing that too and how that occurs. A recent volcanic eruption was the Tal Volcano in Philippines. Happened on January 12th of 2020. Pretty recent, eh? And it killed 39 people, which proves that volcanic eruptions can be very dangerous. And volcanic eruptions are a type of a fast change. There's a change in the environment that happens very quickly which can make it hard for organisms to survive and adapt to these changes. So, it's just that organisms, it happens so fast that organisms can't keep up. They can't be as fast as that change. So, the change happens in a matter of seconds or a matter of minutes, so then they don't have time to adapt and, well, unfortunately, die. Volcanic islands are formed when magma rises up until it erupts on the sea, which is called a hot spot. 
then the plate that has the volcano moves over to the hotspot, and the islands are formed. What is Locus invasion? It's an outlook of desert locusts which threaten the food supply across some regions, like East Africa and Indian subcontinent. Locusts normally arrive during July and October. 2019 locust invasion was for the last, last invasion, was the worst in 70 years. In Kenya and the worst in 25 years in Ethiopia, Somalia and India. Why locust invasion is harmful? Locust bombs can destroy crops in short amount of time. Locust bombs are known for their propensity to gather in large swamps. What causes locust invasion? Bounty of vegetation following unusually heavy rains. Farmers from East Africa now face food shortage as the locust bombs consume both crops in the field and in the storage. Why is locust swamps harmful? Locust swarms cause great damages to crops which can lead to famine and starvation. Locusts do not attack people or animals. There are no evidence that suggests that locusts carry diseases that could harm humans. Do you know that locust size is 0.5 and could grow to 3 inches? Some species may travel 81 miles or more a day. Let's dive into the depths of the ocean and learn about sand pollution. To begin with, communicating underwater is hard. Light and water don't travel well, so it's hard for animals to see or smell. But sand moves about four times faster in water than air. So, in this dark environment, marine mammals often rely on frequency to communicate. That's why a chorus of sounds fills the ocean, clicks, whistles, fills the ocean. What is sound pollution? Sound pollution is when both engines send ultrasound waves into water, which will hit the whales or dolphins' ultrasound, which will confuse them. And sometimes that can lead to two results. One, the boat might flip over because when whales wave their tails, they make a strong push wave that will flip the boat, or the whale will reach shore and get stuck and will die and wash up on shore. So how can we stop this? We can use electric paddles that won't cause any harm. Will locusts ever stop coming? Will volcanoes ever stop erupting? Will forest fires ever stop burning? Will humans stop noise polluting the seas? Find out next time on... Assalamu alaikum. My name is Amar Amjid. My name is Wad Nassim. 
I am Muhammad Mulham. Let's go into the jungle and meet this carnivorous plant. Let's find out how plants call an SOS. Let's listen closely about what do plants tell each other. Scientists have revealed that plants communicate, help warn and attack each other through the air by releasing odorous chemicals called volatile organic compounds and through the soil by secreting soluble chemicals into the rhizosphere and transporting them along thread-like networks formed by soil fungi. Rhizosphere, also known as the microbe storehouse, is the soil zone surrounding the plant roots, where the biological and chemical features of the soil are influenced by the roots. Plants communicate and interact with each other, both above ground and below, in surprisingly subtle and sophisticated ways. Plants chatter amongst themselves to spread information are not like humans and other animals. New research suggests a unique internal network apparently allows greens to warn each other against predators and potential enemies. When a plant's leaf is wounded, an electrical charge races across the plant to warn other tissues of possible danger. Growing evidence suggests that certain plants like maple trees when under attack send airborne signals warning their neighbors of impending danger. Two studies published in 1983 demonstrated that willow trees, poplars, and sugar maples could warn each other about insect attacks. Intact, undamaged trees near ones that are infested with hungry bugs begin pumping out bug-repelling chemicals to ward off the attack. They somehow know what their neighbors are experiencing and react to it. The mind-bending implication was that brainless trees could send, receive, and interpret messages. Plants use the roots to listen in on their neighbors. According to the research, plants have their own unique forms of communication. The study found that plants in a crowded environment secrete chemicals into the soil that prompt their neighbors to grow more aggressively, presumably, and avoid being left in the shade. Do plants attack each other? Some plants thrive on stealing nutrients from other plants, either weakening them or quite possibly killing them. Parasitic plants connect themselves to a host plant and siphon off the sugars that the plant produces and the nutrients it pulls from the soil. They can get offensive. They will extend the root system in order to suck up up to the maximum nutrient and water from the soil so that they can leave the other plant deprived of nutrients and water and die soon. One more tactic plants use is by enlarging their leaves so 
that they can soak up all the sunlight and the rival plant will not receive enough of it and will suffer. They can also get defensive. Some plants can release harmful toxins for the rivals in the surrounding areas, hence killing the rival plant. I heard one small incident that a man was terrified or delighted that a Venus flytrap ate one of its biggest fears, a bug. And he was shocked to see a plant eating a bug. Anyways, the biggest bug that a Venus flytrap can eat is either a cockroach, because those are big, or a beetle, because those are also two big bugs. The biggest ever Venus flytrap recorded was actually a clone. It was not from nature. The Venus flytrap is a rare carnivorous plant that captures and digests its prey with fleshy hinged jaws. These jaws are actually modified portions of the plant's leaves. If you all thought that they were the first plant with mouths, you all were wrong, because it's just their leaves that shape the mouth. Its scientific name is Dionia muscipula. Dionia, daughter of Dion, and muscipula is Latin for mousetrap. Its lifespan is from 20 to 30 years. That's a long life for a plant. Its diet is crawling insects. Its habitat is on North and South Carolina coastal wetlands. Its population since 2014 is 33,000. Its conservation status, as in moving it somewhere else, is vulnerable because it's already been moved from its natural habitat to Florida and South Carolina coastal wetlands. Some plants can call for help when they feel like they are in danger. One of the ways they do this is by releasing a chemical scent. If they are being threatened by a predator, they will release a smell that will attract some bugs that can eat the predator and keep the plant safe. The plants can determine which insect to call using the chemical formula of predator saliva. The plant will release a special scent depending on which predator's saliva it touches and then attract the appropriate insect to eat that predator. Another way that a plant protects itself is by acting as if the plant is dead. It does this whenever it is touched by quickly closing its leaves and changing their color. This provides the look of the plant being dead and decaying. In most cases, the predator will simply walk away. Some examples regarding plants who can call for help are the corn, tobacco, and cotton plants, which use scent to attract enemies of their enemies. The mimosa pudica is also a plant that can play dead when it is touched, and it is called the sensitive plant.
Will the sensitive plant ever toughen up? Will the Venus flytrap ever travel to Mars? Will plants ever start communicating using the internet? Find out next time on... Scientific 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 Scientific